Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in rural Monticello. This is Sunday, September 24th, 2022. This service will be recorded on September the 18th, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The lector is Carol Hagen. The accompanist is Pete Temple. Today's radio broadcast is given in memory of Raymond Harms. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this 15th Sunday after Pentecost. We begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this in your hymnal in the pews. We'll turn to page 94. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our service continues on page 184 in the front of your hymnal. Receive this greeting. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray together the prayer of the day. You'll find this printed on the front of your celebrate cover. God among us, we gather in the name of your Son to learn love for one another. Keep our feet from evil paths, turn our minds to your wisdom, and our hearts to the grace revealed in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Maybe seated. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from Amos chapter 8, verses 4 through 7, with the following preface. Amos was called by God to prophecy in the northern kingdom of Israel. Peace and prosperity in Israel led to corrupt business practices and oppression of the poor. The prophet declares that God will not tolerate such a situation. Hear this, you that trample on the needy, and bring to ruin the poor of the land, saying, When will the new moon be over, so that we may sell grain and the Sabbath, so that we may offer wheat for sale? We will make the ephah small and the shekel great, and practice deceit with false balances, buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, and selling the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, Surely, I will never forget any of their deeds. The word of the Lord. 
Okay, for today's psalm, um, I will play this through once, the refrain, and then I will sing it, and then we can all sing it together. And you guys know the drill by now. At the end of verse 4 and at the end of verse 9, we'll be singing this refrain again. So it goes like this. of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be blessed from this time forth forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, let the name of the Lord be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, God's glory above the heavens. The Lord lifts up the poor from the ashes. Who is like the Lord our God, who sits enthroned on high, but stoops to behold the heavens and the earth? The Lord takes up the weak out of the dust and lifts up the poor from the ashes, enthroning them with the rulers, with the rulers of the people. The Lord makes the woman of a childless house to be a joyful mother of children. Hallelujah. The second reading is from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, with the following preface. The pastoral epistles offer insight into how Christians understood many practical matters, such as church administration and worship. The church's focused prayer for others is an expression of the single-minded passion God has toward us in Jesus. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all that was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the gospel this morning. Jesus said to his disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, 
and charges were brought to him that his man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me account of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I'm, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I'm dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors, one by one, he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? And he answered, 100 jugs of olive oil. And he said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 50. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? And he replied, 100 containers of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and make it 80. And his master commanded, commended this dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful with very little is faithful also with much, and whoever is dishonest for very little is dishonest also with much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you with true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will neither hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Oh, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, what a hard word. Let me see if I've got this. It doesn't make sense, does it? This is a hard text. What do we make of it? Jesus offers this parable to his disciples. So he has a very select group that he's talking with. The owner of the land has found out that his manager is misusing and wasting resources. He's taken advantage of the landowner, and it's cost him. He has no alternative but to release the manager to cut his losses. In parallel, running along with this story, the manager, now without resources due to his immediate unemployment, but yet the renters don't know this. So he quickly goes out to the landlord's renters and he cuts them a deal to pay their bill owed. But by doing so, uses a mosaic law in reducing that debt and somehow starts to create some cash flow. So how, by cutting a deal with each renter, the manager will gain popularity for being shrewd. Not only with the renters and reducing their rent, but also with the master, the landlord, I don't get this. This is hard. To be dishonest, the manager helped both he and the manager some way in creating a cash flow is the only thing I can come up with. And in doing so, did it according to Mosaic Law. In the end, we have a win-win-win, but accomplished with dishonesty. Playing the system. The manager played the system and made a short-term gains with long-term benefits. And then Jesus shares these words. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, 
So then when it's gone, they may welcome you into the eternal home. Yikes. How do you preach that? I'm at a total loss. So I looked at the scripture a little bit deeper and I thought, let's take a look at this word shrewd and dishonest. Dishonest I can't do much with, shrewd I can. And I took a look at the Greek language, going back to the original language. What is it that um, Jesus is trying to say? And he comes up with the word prudently or phronimos, phronimos which is defined showing care and thought for the future. Prudently, showing care and thought for the future. So Jesus' emphasis is on care and thought given to the future of our eternal home. And he's speaking to the disciples and to us. It is of importance to us now, but not yet. And having said this and discovered this, I turn back to verse 8 in our gospel parable. And here we read, For the children of this age are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light. Who are the children of light? But the baptized. We too need to be prudent in our, as, as a dishonest manager. Not asking us to be dishonest, but to be prudent to be as shrewd as a dishonest manager and taking care of and focusing on the future, the now and not yet. We too need to take that level of prudency to be, because the, the, the manager was alert, he was looking for an angle, he found it and he used it to benefit himself. We too are to be prudent, clever, creative, astute, sharp-minded, alert, shrewd, to care and give thought to the now and to the future for the gift of our eternal home, which is now. Okay, are you totally confused? I am, right? When, when we were baptized, we were baptized in the Christ Lord Jesus Christ. And in our baptism, we became daughters and sons of light in a darkened world. We were changed, not by what we've done, but what God has done through the gift of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, who came and lived among us, who died for us, who was the ransom, who was without sin and died on the cross and was resurrected by the Lord. We have become children of light. Also in our baptism, our parents, our sponsors, our congregation, our pastor made a promise to the baptized that we are to nurture them in faith and prayer so that the children may learn to trust the Lord and proclaim Christ through word and deed to care for others and for the whole world. To care for others and the whole world. So how do we be prudent? This parable speaks to me in this way. We are to care for others and give thought to our promised gift of eternal life that is ours now. We are to become, we are to become kingdom builders, Christ living in through us. And this brings to mind one way in which Wayne's Zine family has been doing this. But then a family showed up this morning, and I will go back to this example, and they were wearing red shirts. And it's a build day for sleep in heavenly peace. I think this is one day of being one way of being prudent, of being creative, astute, of being sharp-minded and thinking what's going on in our world, what's happening here in Jones County. How can we be as shrewd as that dishonest manager and taking care and being kingdom builders 
of God's creation here and now in response to the gift of eternal life. What one wonderful way to shine in that darkened world where children don't always have a bed. Maybe sleeping on the floor. Maybe sleeping on a couch. Or going without. And so we have this wonderful gift, this chapter in Jones County called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. I think of another way in which we are very prudent, astute, and sharp-minded. And it's our children and the noisy coin offering. You know, what do people think about this? You know, we started out and I couldn't find it. It's somewhere around here. Remember the tube that we had and we would gather coin quarters throughout because only quarters fit in that tube. And we would collect our quarters and we would come and we would drop those quarters down the tube. I remember Austin Smith dearly enjoyed doing that. And so did our, many of our other children. And then it got to a point where something was starting to take hold. And we went to this blue bucket. And who can deny the little ones who come up here during the offertory and they come around with their little cup? And are you going to deny them? I bet that you have probably been gathering coins all week long, right? You've got them in your pocket or your purse and you're ready when they come around. And I don't know how they do this. Do they just stand here and you come to them or do they, yeah, there you go. And so some people might say, yeah, you're teaching your kids to beg. Wayne Zion children are being taught to beg. No. They are being astute and resourceful and sharp-minded. They are using the means and the resources that are available to children. Think about it. Can children earn money? Yes, if they have a, a lemonade stand or they get creative or something like that. But for the most part, it's our parents and grandparents aunts and uncles, cousins, who have the means. And through our noisy coin offering, then we go out and we receive those things that you've been gathering all week long. Matter of fact, I know that the guilt here, I, I shouldn't even say guilt, that you enjoy so much giving that if you forgot your coins and left them on the counter, we see bills dropped in. And they're not as fun dumping them into the but they, they have a huge impact, a huge impact. And so this last summer, June, it might have started in May, but that for sure, June, July, August, we have been collecting money, the noisy coin offering, for Lutheran Services of Iowa. Now what's that? Lutheran Services of Iowa is an extension of Wayne Zion, of St. Peter and Paul, of Monticello, uh, St. Matthew Congregation, St. Paul and Anamosa, we are all connected. And we have an organization called Lutheran Services in Iowa. And they have a number of branches, but one of the branches that has really touched this congregation has been the youth in Waverly, Iowa. There's a campus there. And we have children who are homeless or are waiting to be adopted or have been abused and are not in a good situation. And so they have a court order to be at this place. And for some of them, they don't know love. They're hungry for food, but they starve even more for love. It happens here in Iowa. 
And so Lutheran Services of Iowa has made it its mission to go out there. They do many things, but one of the areas is this campus in Waverly, Iowa. One year, we missed the opportunity, and we, we won't miss it this year. I ran into Rhonda Michaels the other day. We're going to do the giving tree, but there was one year, the giving tree, I don't, we missed the opportunity to receive names. And so we thought, what are we going to do? Because Wayne Zion, we love giving. We love taking care of God's great and wonderful creation through others. And so we happened to call LSI. And we learned about the Waverly campus. Didn't really know about it before that. And we took our youth up there. And where they ever moved? And they saw that where these kids lived and how they lived and what they were doing and what they were learning. And then we had the chaplain come and share some of their stories with us. And then we had a worship together. I think if you were to ask Jasper Niedert about that experience, he still remembers it to this day. He's graduated from high school is, um, and is working now. I know it touched him, and it touched our kids. And so Lutheran Services of Iowa are being prudent and being um, creative, uh, sharp-minded, astute, and, try and shrewd. And so they came up with a program this year called Christmas in July. Christmas in July. And so what they've been doing is hoping that congregations would be willing to give so that they could receive gifts in July or sometime thereafter, in which then they can help these kids celebrate Christmas. That they can bring some joy into their lives. It was interesting as I was visiting with Deb Whitford, who will be here next Sunday for our anniversary celebration. She's going to be here. And right after following the offering, I'm going to invite all the kids that are here on that particular day, and they're going to come forward. They're going to present a check to Deb Whitford, well, Whitfield, Bird, Whitford, to bring back to Waverly, Iowa. And do you know that through this noisy coin offering, we raised over $600. Deb knows me and contacted me and said, we are not hearing a lot of um, response to the letter about Christmas in July. Have you talked about it at all in your congregation, Pastor Wade? I said, yes, we've designated as our noisy coin offering for the summer. And I said, would you be willing to come? I just thought it was a perfect one. Would you be willing to come out and receive the gift? I think that's being as shrewd and prudent and astute and aware of God's creation, sleep in heavenly peace, caring for our kids in need right here, caring for kids who are far from here but dear to our hearts. Together, we are caring for others, remembering our future, and the gift of our eternal home. Bringing light to a darkened world. Isn't that what we are called to do through our baptism? To go out and to care and to serve, and to do social justice. Not worshiping and serving wealth. And many of us have been blessed with many, many wonderful gifts. But to take those gifts that God has given us as managers and to guide our wealth in worshiping and honoring God by providing promonious prudency so that we can take care of God's creation and others. I don't know. Did that make a connection for you? For me, it did. 
And I was, as I was sitting with our um, pastors from the area and having our tech study, all of us were doing one of these. I mean, this is one of those things you don't want to preach on because it's really hard to, but it just came to light. Our kids' noisy coin offering and then seeing the weirs showing up in their red t-shirts. Thank you for being prudent, for being astute, be being as creative as that dishonest manager. And we're not dishonest people, but we're trying to do something in building up the kingdom of God. Thank you for being prudent. The gospel of our Lord. Amen. Let us share in the affirmation of our faith in the Apostles' Creed. I'll invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As scattered grains of wheat are gathered together into one bread, let us also gather our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of God's good creation, as we heard in Carol's reading in Timothy. God, our Savior, you keep your church in faith and truth. Accompany those preparing for baptism or affirmation of baptism. Enlighten preachers and teachers, seminarians, and all those who share your good news with the world. God of grace, hear our prayer. Divine teacher, you instruct your children to be responsible stewards for your creation. Show us how best to care for the earth and its resources and guide those who work to develop sustainable practices. God of grace, hear our prayer. Ruler of the nations, you direct those in authority. Give leaders wisdom and compassion so they may live in peace. Inspire public servants to follow the example of courageous leaders especially Dag Hammarskjöld, the UN secretary that on this day on September 18th in 1961 died in a plane crash en route for peace talks in the Congo. And safeguard the dignity of each person, God of grace. Helper of the needy, you lift up those who are oppressed, breathe justice into economic and social systems that perpetuate poverty and hunger, sustain food ministries, clothing, banks, and emergency shelters. We also lift up before you ship, sleep in heavenly peace, to build beds for children and for our local food shelf and for the children in the LSI program in Waverly, Iowa. God of grace. Sustainer and giver of life, you bless this congregation with abundance. Instruct us in the proper and faithful use of the wealth and resources that we gather here, that we share them graciously with others. God of grace, we pray for the well-being and the health and the healing and the wholeness for these people. We lift before you Carol and Marilyn, Patricia and Henry, Kalinda and Gwen, Sandy and Charles, Ginny and Sherry, for Dana. And Lord, we pray for protection of our military sons, 
Ben, David, Trevor, and Dustin. God of grace, hear our prayer. God of glory, you gather your saints, surround your throne, keep us thankful for the witness of those who have gone before us, and bring us with them to the heavenly feast that has no end. God of grace, gather together in the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Gracious God, we offer these and all our prayers, spoken and unspoken to you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gather together as one by the Holy Spirit. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us share a few announcements that we have for this day. First of all, I want to recognize that today's radio broadcast of this morning's service that will be heard on KMCH 94.7 FM is given in memory of Raymond Harms, of Raymond Harms. And so thank you uh, for the Harms family and lifting up Raymond and remembering him uh, in this very wonderful and special way. Okay, with that, let us rise and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Be diligent and prudent and serve the Lord. <laughs> Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.